The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, spread out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean and Colby over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. And please make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, March the 30th, and the show is here to handicap opening day. Come on! For 31st of March, Thursday, full slate of 15 MLB games. Um, incredibly exciting. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've waited ages for this. But yeah, just getting our heads into the MLB today was so exciting. And joining us, first of all, we've got a full team tonight again uh, for the first couple of shows. We're going to uh, we're gonna go full throttle with a full complement of four handicappers uh, from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, what's happening? Ah. Uh. It's here, Malcolm. We are officially here. Uh, MLB opening day. Can't wait to get in uh, to the games with you guys. I'm super excited. I already have about five to six bets locked in, but uh, I'm excited, man. Let, let's get this money. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to smash it this year. I've got a really good feeling. Um, also joining us um, with a squeaky dog toy and a load of allergies is Mr. Dylan Rockford. D Rock, you a bit sniffly, son. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yesterday was Noah. Today, uh, my allergies. Wouldn't be baseball season if I didn't have my allergies going. But uh, good to be with you, boys. And yeah, Moonoff has five. I have like eleven bets placed already. So can't wait. For oh, really? Yeah. Uh, through a four team parley on last night after we'd finished doing our World Series draft because um, I was just a little bit too excited and last but certainly not least uh, from somewhere in Michigan uh, with his Pirates themed SGP and cap on uh, looking good in the black and yellow is Mr. Noah Benick 77 how are you doing? How's it going? Yeah, time to break out the red, white, and blue pennants because it's opening day. And a tip of the cap to Dylan battling through the elements on uh, what is should be a holiday, you know. Excellent. Um, if um, you're a first-time watcher or listener, we uh, we do this four, five, six times a week, depending on availability. But we'll he- we'll be here more often than not. We'll always be going round about the same time as well. So 5 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. UK time. Uh, the YouTube channel is open for comments. So get involved in that. We'll give you a shout out and discuss anything you care to put in there as well. And the Discord channel, loads of bets. Um, really short room in the Discord channel. There's a DFS game as well, which is on Twitter. It's in the SGPN League. So there's loads of different ways to interact with the show. Um, it is important as the season goes on. We really look forward to getting everyone's um, opinions and stuff on what's going on. Um, but we're going to start with tomorrow's games 6.05pm. I am endeavouring, Moonaf, to get the times right. Um, that's something that, uh, that, yeah, it's kind of traditional that I, that I make an arse of the times. 6.05pm, and I'm not going to forget to do the Mets either. Uh, that's my mission for this season. I'm going to get through the whole season without forgetting to handicap the Mets because they're still my top left-hand corner books. 6.05 Eastern time. There are two games that open the season at this time. The first of which is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, you're already messing it up. What did I say? You already got it wrong. Yeah. You said 6.05. It's 1.05. Yeah, yeah, 6.05 my time. So, well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) define wrong. Do you know what I mean? Nobody cares about your time. Oh, well, I do. Uh, Nobody cares about your time. I'm sorry. uh, Idiots. Atlanta Braves at the Washington Nationals, one oh five Eastern. Um, the prices are 
Atlanta minus two fifty on the money line. Washington are plus two oh five. The total here is eight. Um, we're going to take a little round robin approach to to the lead handicap on the games, and then we'll all throw our hats in the ring with any opinions and picks that we might have. Um, Max Fried draws the start for Atlanta on opening day. Uh, and Patrick Corbin will go for the Washington Nationals. Matt Freed last year finished up on 14 and 7, 248 ERA, pretty impressive stuff. Patrick Corbin, less so, um, a 619, um, sorry, 6 and 19 record with a 631. I couldn't, it's hard to tell his record from his ERA because they both start with a 6. Um, so, yeah, that's never a positive start. Um, Freed was great on the road as well, so no issues with that. He had a 2.55 road ERA. Patrick Corbin was a little bit better at home, um, but still 5.17. Um, yeah, Max Reed absolutely uh, rock solid, generally speaking. However, I found a couple of little uh, potential holes um, for this game tomorrow. His first start last season was a little bit shaky. He gave up five earned runs in a loss against the Reds. And then in his second start of the season, lost to these Washington Nationals. Uh, so the first two games um, weren't great for free. It took a little while to, to settle down. So that could be an indicator. Um, Corbin pitched 14 and one third against Atlanta last year. He gave up 27 hits and 15 earned runs um, in four starts across those 14 innings. The Atlanta lineup looks absolutely ready to roll. If you've listened to any of the preview shows, whether it was the divisional show, our awards stuff, or the World Series draft last night, everyone's pretty high on the Atlanta Braves to win this division, unfortunately for Dylan. Um, they look ready to roll. They hit 265 against lefties last season. So, again, more positive things towards the towards the run total. I think Washington can get a few runs off Reed here. Like I say, he was a little bit shaky last year. Washington did get to him. Um, Alan will probably win, but while Fred's shaking the rust off, I think that Washington can contribute towards the total here. The totals are eight, so I'm going to take the over, um, but I do like the first five here. Um, the line is at four. Uh, four runs. I like the over in the first five. Um I just think this could be something like maybe 4-1 Atlanta or even 3-2. I think Washington can chip away a little bit and we'll get some runs. Um, Moonaf, generally speaking, it's a, it's kind of an unders day with all the aces going on the uh, on, on opening day. There's been some chat with Sean and Ryan on Twitter about people taking first day unders uh, in the same system as first half unders in March Madness. But um, just this one, I, I was leaning towards the over. So did you have any strong feelings on this? Yeah, this is one of the first bets that I did lock in uh, today was uh, the Braves and the Nationals game and simply just fading uh, Patrick Corbin last season. Like You already mentioned all the numbers. I'm not going to re repeat everything, but uh, more so I locked in the Braves' first five team total over at two and a half. I got that at even money. Uh, just to the three starts last season against the Braves at the end of five innings when Patrick Corbin started. 11 to 1 Braves, 4 to 1 Braves, and 6 nothing Braves. So, um, and it's kind of telling that they have Patrick Corbin starting, and we'll just kind of see how bad this national team is going to be uh, this upcoming season when he's your opening day starter. So, for me, I took Braves first five uh, team total over two and a half, and also the Braves run line in the first five innings. Yeah, so we kind of handicapped it the same way. It's then just landing on the right bet. So, uh, I like that. Dylan, um, Atlanta at Washington. Yeah, I like the Braves uh, run line as well, just like the guys in the chat. I also really like the over. I think that's the better play, in my opinion. I made my total 8.9. Uh, I agree. I think Corbin could get smacked. But I also think the Nationals can add on a few more with uh, Freed. Just like last year, you know how we blindly bet the Dodgers run line. I think we're going to blindly bet against the Nationals this year. At least I will. But uh I don't know. I needed a minus 135 to take the Braves on the run line. So at minus 125, I was able to get I'm on the Braves on the road, and I do like the over. Okay. Uh, Noah, team right? Yeah, looking at Patrick Corbin in his career, he's been pretty bad at limiting hard hits off of him. Average exit velocity of 91, hard hit percentage of 45%. And you just look at this whole Atlanta Braves lineup. And on the StatCast team page, it's just all highlighted in red, ready to just explode in day opening day against Patrick Corbin. So I really like Munoz angle and the Braves team total in the first half or first five over two and a half runs plus 100. I, I think that's 
plenty. Um, I'll take that. Okay, so the the second game that kicks off uh, at five past one tomorrow should be slightly more competitive. We have the San Francisco Giants at the New York Yankees, where the Giants are plus 160. Uh, the Yankees are minus 181. The total is at seven and a half. We have Logan Webb going for San Francisco. We have Garrett Cole going for the New York Yankees. Uh, and Dylan Rockford is going to talk us through it. Yeah, I grabbed the Yankees on Tuesday, minus one and a half at plus 140. It's at plus 126 right now. Uh, I made my line plus 135 to take them on the run line. So we're kind of a wait and see, but I still I still do like the Yankees here. Uh, I lean under seven and a half as well. I made my total 7.2. So it's going to be cold over here, 40 degrees. So I don't think we see a lot of runs in this one. Uh, but this Giants lineup just doesn't do it for me. I think Cole, he'll have a big game at home. I think we see a low scoring game. I like to angle the first five minus a half. Uh, you could get better odds there, but a uh, bunch of different ways you could attack this game. But I do like the Yankees, and I'm going to be on the under here. Yankees in the under for Dylan. Um, Munaf? Um, yeah, not much for me. I agree about what you guys said about uh, the Yankees here as well. Uh, Garrett Cole at home. Maybe look at some strikeout props for Garrett Cole, possibly, but I didn't have a lot for this game. Yeah, the, the, the two things I picked out here were the, the, the two teams didn't face each other at all last season. Um, all the, these two pitchers didn't face each other. So there's going to be kind of no familiarity there so they can come at it with with fresh with fresh eyes. And both of these pitchers straight out of the gate um, last year were absolutely outstanding. It didn't take them. I've just said Max Free took a couple of weeks to settle down. It didn't take these two boys any time to settle down. They were off and running the minute those um, the minute the gates opened. So yeah, um, the under seven and a half was an obvious play uh, for me. Um, Noah? Uh, I'm pretty much on the under here too. <clears throat> I, I didn't bet it, but um, I'm a big Logan Webb truther and garrett cole on opening day last year he gave up three runs in the first inning but then he settled in against the boston red sox so yeah i, I would believe that this game stays under in the cold and the new york and the giants offense doesn't look too scary so yeah the weather's going to make a difference as well actually yeah the first mention of that no you're absolutely right um captain insano the yankees fan in the chat says he likes the giants okay Mind games. Mind games from the captain early on. <laughs> uh, WinBet, the official online sports. We've got the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active now in Massachusetts as well as a load of other states. Um, be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour every Thursday from 5 till 6 Eastern time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week, but I have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. Loads of ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you had the biggest long shot parley of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. Lots to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGP Masters competition. I might win this, you know. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim to watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay at the Circle Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. If you don't win the contest, you can still get a room discount using the promo code SGP15. And the final four watch party. Uh, virtual watch party. You can hang out with the boys and the YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of final four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on saturday i want to okay one other channel to subscribe on youtube mlb gambling podcast if you're watching this on youtube just not live you can join us live we're doing this every day five eastern maybe 505 if we start it up late but when we're live you can communicate in the chat and we'll pop it up on the screen any take that you have on any of these games so that and also this year i'm going to try doing shorts every day for like the prop market because that's where i went off kind of in the middle of the year last year with the strikeouts i'm going to be doing strikeouts walks and i'm going to try the stolen base market this year too because i think that might be a good spot to take advantage of the books so i mean all three of these guys are welcome to make some shorts too but i i'm just saying 
I expect maybe a one minute video, two or three picks every day on YouTube shorts from this channel. Yeah, I think I'm at a difficult age, Noah, to uh, to start on the TikTok, <laughs> but we'll see. You never know. I might surprise you one day. Um, we move on to a two ten. Eastern first pitch between the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. Baltimore are plus 105 on the money line behind Kyle Gibson. Uh, the Red Sox are minus 125 behind Corey Kluber. The total is at nine. Uh, we'll throw this across to Munaf, your Boston Red Sox, Munaf. Yeah, Kyle Gibson, like you mentioned, opening day starter for the Orioles. Uh, last season, he did struggle on the road. Um when he was bouncing around from team to team, but three and four last year with a 5.79 ERA. Uh, Corey Kluber early on, I think is a guy that you do want to back because he starts to fade a little bit as we kind of progress through the year. Uh, I think last year was a prime example of that for Corey Kluber. Um, at home, when he was with the Rays, he was really good. Um, seven and three with three point seven one ERAs in the road starts is where he really did struggle. Three and seven with a five point zero five ERA. Um, he's really done well throughout his career early on in in the season pre All Star break. I guess we can say that. But last year, I think was a great example of that. Six and five with a three point seven three ERA, and then post All Star break, he was four and five with a five point one four ERA. So again. The ERA really did balloon in the second half of the season for Corey Kluber. Um, but one team he did struggle against last year was the Baltimore Orioles, one and three with a 5.64 ERA. We're starting to see money did come in on the Baltimore Orioles, where they did open up as a plus 115 uh, road underdog. Now it's around plus 109, plus 108, depending on your shop. Um, I feel like this is going to be the public dog of the day, the Baltimore Orioles, and it makes, makes a lot of sense. It's going to be cold in Fenway. I did see the total open up at nine and a half, and now uh, money coming in on the under. Now it's now to nine as far as the total. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna take the cheap price here on the Red Sox. It's more of a fate of the public. Um, I'll, I'll take the Red Sox in this spot. You can get that around minus one twenty. Sorry, yeah, minus one twenty, minus one fifteen in that range uh, for the Red Sox. I think that they should have some success with the left-handed batters uh, of. You know, Rafael Devers, uh, Yoshida, another left-handed batter. Alex Verdugo, another left-handed batter. I think they'll be able to get some runs off of Kyle Gibson. If the Red Sox are able to get about five innings from Corey Kluber here tomorrow uh, or on opening day, I-, I think that I would attack maybe the first five-inning money line for the Red Sox, but I do like them for the full game as well. Um, yeah, okay. Cheers, me enough. Yeah, I took the Red Sox as well on the money line. I'll, this was the game I liked at least on the whole card. It felt like it didn't look like an opening day matchup. All the others, you've got at least sort of one ace, or at least you've got the the, the ace of that pitching staff, even if they're not very good. But Corey Kluber and Kyle Gibson feels like a, a sort of an SP4. It's, it's a day four matchup. Um, but yeah, so I, I took this with a, a Boston home advantage, and that was it really, not a strong lean at all. Uh, that's all at nine, the winter cold weather. Dylan, where's the, where's the Rockford line here? Yeah, I got my total at 8.7, so I do like the under a little bit. It is going to be cold in Fenway. Uh, I do like the Red Sox here as well. I made them a minus 145 favorite. I agree. I think it is going to be a, a public dog, the Orioles, but Kluber had, did have success pitching at Fenway a little bit last year. They do have the better lineup, like Munoff said, so they deserve to be the favorite, and I miss John Means on the mound for the Orioles. I used to yeah. make so much money off John Means. Man, I wish he comes back. But uh, other than that, I am on the Red Sox as well. Okay, love that. Uh, Noah? Yeah, Malcolm kind of hinted that this earlier in his cap. I ranked this 15th out of 15 in the starting pitching opening day matchups. Um, and then, like Munaf said, the line, the line movement, a lot of people seem to be jumping on the Orioles' money line here. I'm not that sold on the O's this year. Um, and with Gibson on the mound, like I, the whole reason why I – kind of been against the Orioles this year is I don't think there's one single guy that can you would give the advantage to them on a day-to-day basis um, on the mound like I think Kluber albeit he's probably an SP4 on most teams too it's probably still is a little bit better than Gibson he limits hard contact um, the way I'm handicapping games early on this year is through stat cast numbers and Last year, Corey Kluber only gave up an average exit velocity of 87 miles an hour. And early on in April, 
you're not going to be hitting the ball that hard. So um, give me Kluber early on, and I'd just take the Red Sox money line here, but I'm not betting it. Okay. Next up, um, 7.20 local time, if you're local to me. 2.20 Eastern time is the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, The Brewers have Corbin Burns going to the bump for them and are priced at minus 147. Uh, The Chicago Cubs have Marcus Stroman and are priced at plus 125. The total here is at 7.5. Noah, uh, Brewers at Cubs. We were high on Chicago in the preseason, and they they were a lock of mine to go over in the preseason on their win total, but the reason for that was not because of their big bad ace, Marcus Stroman. I think this is a smash spot for an average lineup in the Brewers because it's full of lefties. Christian Yelich, Rowdy Telez, Jesse Winker, Garrett Mitchell, and Bryce Terang all projected to start on opening day, and all of this is with Corbin Burns on the bump, who has a 188 ERA in the last two seasons against the Cubs. There's a new lineup in Chicago, but the point still stands. Burns is dominant. For those curious about Wrigley Field's wind, it's blowing out at 10 miles an hour, uh, or that's what it's expected to be tomorrow. Um, It's like a 24-hour in advance forecast here, but um, 10 miles an hour out to left field. If you're going to bet this game, I think you should land on the Brew Cruise side. Um, This is like a classic one-and-a-half unit money line bet at the minus 147, minus 150 price, but... um, run line would do suffice as it's going to come down in plus money as well. Um, exactly the same bet, exactly the same handicap, Noah, from me. Uh, Brewers on the run line, plus 120. Burns is a machine. Um, Marcus Stroman's home ERA um, in eight starts last year was 5.18. Um, that's plenty good enough for me. So, yeah, I will co-sign that. But, yeah, plus 120 for that. Brewers on the run line. Um, Munaf? I'm actually on the Cubs' first five innings money line here. Um, oh. Last season, Stroman in 2022, 1-0 against the Brewers, 1.37 ERA. But I, at the end of five in all three of the games that he did start against the Brewers, the Cubs were actually up in that game. We also saw last year Corbin Burns in Chicago did get the start. He gave up three runs in that fifth inning. They ended up losing that game, did the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And I remember because I did bet on Burns in that game. So uh, I'm going to go with the Cubs' first five innings money line here behind Marcus Stroman. Uh, he had a really good uh, WBC uh, uh, showing, and he also has a really strong uh Spring training. I know we don't take a lot away from uh, spring training, uh, just because it's you know guys that are not going to be everyday guys in the lineups. But he was two and zero with a point nine ERA in three starts in spring training. It was only ten innings, uh, but he looked really strong in those starts. Uh, so I think that he should come out and at least have a great first five innings here against the Brewers. So I'm going to take the uh, dog here plus one fifteen with the Cubs uh, first five inning money line. Okay, so split opinions so far, Dylan. Uh, which side do you land on? Yeah, another one. I was able to grab the Brewers a little earlier in the week, minus 125. Uh, it's up to minus 140, 145, depending on your book. I made them a minus 145, so we're getting up there in price. Uh, Corbin, he was good last year, but he was even better on the road. You know, uh, He had good success against the Cubs. They only hit 169 off of him. A new lineup for the Cubs, and like Noah said, I, do ha- I had 13 miles an hour, so maybe it went down a little bit, but... I do like the over seven and a half. I made my total eight point three with the win, so uh, lean over, and I'm on the I'm on the Brewers. Okay, the uh, the YouTube comments here, certainly with the Cubs um, and Moonaf, uh, the good captain and Colby as well, telling we, us that Stroman. We've Stroman's- got a couple of commenters at the adoption center. They like a couple of these dogs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Colby's telling us that Strowman is strong for the Brewers uh, and likes the under in that one. Strong um, against oh. the Brewers. <laughs> what did I say? Four. You said strong for the Brewers. <laughs> hell, everyone's a critic tonight, aren't you boys, eh? <laughs> we may need a new host. Nitpicking. <laughs> I'm absolutely a new host request for the upcoming I'm absolutely party. smashing yeah, this. Did you, did you read that article? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm knowledgeable in my accents. Incredible, I think was the word he used. Um, great article, by the way. It was a great article. Should we spend 20 minutes talking about that? Patting ourselves on the back? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it was all about me, boys. Um, what's happening here? Uh, 10 past three Eastern time is the Detroit Tigers at the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, where Eduardo Rodriguez takes the ball for the Tigers and they are a price of plus 195. Uh, Shane McClanahan goes for the race, 
minus 227. And the total here is set at seven. Um, Erod pitched... He only pitched 91 innings uh, last year. He made eight starts. He made four in April and May. And then five at the back end of the season. He kind of missed the middle out completely. Uh, four or five ERA. Shane McClanahan was great. Finished the season with a 12-8 and eight record. I mean, <laughs> we need you need to put faith in a bounce back from Erod here to, to want to back the Tigers tomorrow and I'm just not buying it really Noah might be able to tell us a bit more when we get to Noah with him following the Tigers it's a pretty average profile and I think it's a it's a diminishing profile as well um, Detroit did struggle last year against the Rays they hit just 210 in seven games against Tampa although they did it lefties a little bit better it gives them a little bit of hope um Again, Shane McClanahan's home ERA, 73 points higher than his road ERA. He pitched 13 innings against Detroit last year, gave up five runs, including four in the start in August. So I like these pointers that Detroit could maybe put up a couple of runs. It's a very similar handicap this to my Atlanta-Washington one. Um, Tampa hit Detroit better than any other MLB team last season. I think the seven's too low. Um Tampa Bay will win. It could be something like maybe six to two. Uh, so I'm going to take the over seven here. Uh, Noah, we'll come straight to you and you can tell us if Erod's going to bounce back or is he just going to continue on the slide? I think Erod's going to do better than most Tiger fans think, but still, I, I don't, I'm not sold on him having like a, an outstanding ace year. I, I really just kind of expect like a three, five or a little bit less from Erod this year. Um, for me, I, I don't feel strong about this game any sort of way other than maybe a sprinkle on McClanahan's strikeouts on opening day. Okay. Uh, Munaf, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, we do. Player props. Again, that's another reason to get in the Discord channel, keep your eye on Twitter and stuff because any player props that drop, um, we will be putting them out um, on those social avenues. Munaf, um, Detroit at Tampa Bay. Era hasn't been very successful against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in his career. If you just take a look at his overall numbers, two and five um, against the Rays, 5.59 ERA in about 14 starts in his career. So um, I could probably only look at the Rays uh, way. Uh, it is a very hefty price here uh, with a $2 favorite with uh, McClanahan, but I think you guys nailed it. Probably look at McClanahan strikeouts in this game. And finally, D-Rock. Yeah, I'm on an island here. Give me the dog. I only made the Rays hey. minus 185 favorite. So I got a nice plus 190 with the Tigers. I'll, I'll take it. Even at plus one and a half at minus 125, I think that's a good bet in my opinion. You know, uh, McClanahan, he usually starts the year slow. Last year, he was worse at home than on the road. He was one and one last year against the Tigers. And one of the games he got smoked, I, I just can't imagine the Tigers being worse than they were last year. So 86% of the tickets are on the Tigers. I love to fade the public. So first dog of the season, give me the Tigers. Okay. Um, we'll move on. After I've told you about Underdog Fantasy, who continue their March Madness College Pick'em Contest. It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Uh, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, five past four Eastern time first pitch is the Philadelphia Phillies and the Texas Rangers. Um, if the Gibson v. Kluber pitching matchup was at the bottom end, this one is certainly nearer the top end. The Phillies are plus 115 uh, with Aaron Nola pitching. Texas are minus 135 with Jacob DeGrom pitching. The total is understandably low at six and a half. Um, good matchup this one, Munaf, in your home state. Yeah, this is probably the pitching matchup of the day. Um, man, this was really tough here. I, Jacob DeGrom has just been so good against the Phillies in his career. 9-1 with a 2.17 ERA. 136 strikeouts in 20 appearances in his career against the Phillies. Um, he hasn't given up more than... He's only given up more than three earned runs in a start against the Phillies uh just once in the 20 since the 2018 season that was back in the 2020 season against the Phillies um 
Aaron Nola, again, in a contract year. So, you know, get, expect a huge year out of him as well. Um, but, man, I, I really couldn't come to a side here. I would, if I had to, I would probably take the plus price with Aaron Nola and the Phillies here. Uh, I feel like that we a lot of people talk about how pitchers are familiar with opposing batters. Right? I think we can say the same thing about batters. And you pick up on things when you face a pitcher so many times. So I feel like the Phillies here can get uh, some type of runs early. If you want to take a look at Phillies team total in the first half, uh, in the first five innings, that's probably at one and a half uh, with maybe a little bit big on it. I think they could probably get some runs off of DeGrom. DeGrom is older now. We saw some of the injuries that he did have or did have an er injury early in spring training. I know he's healthy now, obviously starting here on opening day, but I'm going to take the plus price here with Aaron Nola uh, with the Phillies going up against the Rangers and DeGrom. Oh, very nearly, very nearly forgot to unmute myself there for the first time this season. Um, yeah, completely agree with you, Moonaf. I've got the Phillies too. Um, you've got two studs going with a very low total. Therefore, I think you have to take the plus price. It's, it's going to be a game where you're going to struggle to put a cigarette paper between the two teams. Uh, so take Philly at plus 115. Dylan? Yeah, as much as I didn't want to back the Rangers here, I think I have to. You know, DeGrom, I don't think he'll ever be a dog at home this season. So I think the number is justified them being the favorite. I made them a minus 145 favorite, so a little higher. But, you know, I, I've seen, like Munoff said, I've seen DeGrom dominate the Phillies for a year. I just hope for his sake the Rangers will be able to give him some uh, runs, not like the Mets weren't able to do. So I think they should win this game. It should be a close game. I made my total 6.6, .6, so it's right at the number. So another game, I'll, I'll probably take the Rangers' first five. I think in the first five innings, I think they could get out and squeak out a run. So I'm on the Rangers here if you want to take them full game or first five. I, I was going to say to them, I would have liked DeGrom better here if he was actually batting and he could drive in his own run, which he used to have to do. Um, the amount of Jacob DeGrom starts where he scored the run in a one nothing victory. Um, yeah, but he's not allowed to do that tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll take Nola. Uh, Noah, wrap this one up for us. For me, I think this one's a pretty close call, but this is our first game of the day where it's an actual public dog. Over 60% of the bets on the on the Phillies here, and I think it's viable because Philadelphia was a pretty popular team last year. So with DeGrom's recent history against the Phillies, I think you got to lean the Rangers' way, but I'm not betting it as well. Okay, next up, 4.10 Eastern time, is the Colorado Rockies at the San Diego Padres. The Rockies are plus 170 with Herman Marquez pitching. The San Diego Padres are minus 200 behind Blake Snell. The total here is set at seven and a half. Herman Marquez is interesting. Um, you look at his bare figures, nine and 13 with an ERA of five last year. But there's two Herman Marquez. There's a home Herman Marquez. And there's a road. Um, I've really got to stop saying Herman Marquez. There's a road Marquez here. I mean, he's a different guy completely. Uh, 94 innings pitched last year on the road with a 343 ERA. So absolutely uh, more than serviceable. He was okay versus the Padres as well. Um, one of the big things that has to be a worry here for the Rockies is that their road record last season of 27 and 54. Uh, so they're losing one in every three games on the road. Blake Snell, again, slightly worse at home than he was on the road. He did struggle against Colorado, but that twice he did that was in Colorado. He faced them once at home, was absolutely fine. Um, I'm going to put some trust here in Marquez's road numbers. Um, I think Snell will be absolutely fine. I'm going to take the under on the first five innings. The total is set at four here and I'm going to take the under there. Um, like I say, I think Marquez can go okay. He's done enough to earn a little bit of our trust early doors tomorrow. Uh, Munaf, what do you what are you telling me? Yeah, I agree about the underplay as well. Um, you take a look at Blake Snell last year at home. He had a 4 and a record, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, with a 3.56 ERA. So the ERA was respectable, but he, I guess he just got into trouble with his team not able to be able to score runs. Um, during the day last year is where he really struggled as well. Did uh, Blake Snell 1-4 record with a 4.79 ERA. So 
Um, I think you're right about Marquez. I think that's the first thing that kind of jumps out to you off the page. Um, you know, you look at home and road splits for a lot of these pitchers. Um, I'm not opposed to taking the Rockies here, man. Uh, sprinkle a little bit on that money line here. I, I think that they can possibly pull, uh, pull off the upset here uh, on opening day. We, we've seen dogs uh, cash early. I think this might be a dog that might be barking uh, uh, very loudly tomorrow. So sprinkle a little bit on the Rockies money line tomorrow. I've got nothing else to add to. I'm I'm right there with you guys, so I'll retweet that. Dylan? Yeah, nothing I really feel confident about in this game. Uh, I, I think the Padres should win this game, but I needed at least like a plus 115 to take him on a run line. I love the first five under four. I played that as well. Uh, should be raining around game time, so I like that play, Malcolm. Okay. Um, yeah, the dogs are barking in the um, in the comment section. Absolutely everyone's all over these dogs in there. Um We've got a 4-10 Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Twins are a price of minus 147 with Pablo Lopez pitching. Uh, the Kansas City Royals are plus 125 home puppies with Zach Grenke on the mound. The total is set at nine. You gave a little hint last night, Dylan, that you might be fading Pablo Lopez uh, today. So is that the case? Yeah, opening day, give me the home puppy. I only made the Twins a minus-125 favorite. You know, we got there in the price, but if you don't want to take them straight up, plus one and a half at minus-126, I think that's a good bet, too. Zach Greinke, at home, his home and road splits last season were insane. He was just so good in Kansas City, but on the road, just couldn't buy a win. You know, he did get roughed up last season against this team, but they were on the road both those times. At home, he's a different pitcher. I'm not as high on uh, Pablo Lopez as others, but... I think this this Royals team could be sneaky at home in some spots, and this is one of their spots. So at plus 138, I was able to get the Royals at. I'm going to take them, home puppy. Okay. Uh, Munaf? Yeah, Dylan nailed it. I mean, you, we talked about how Herman Marquez has been – really good on the road, but it's the opposite for Zach Grinke, where he's just so good uh, on at home last year for the Royals. So I'm there with uh, the, another puppy here. Uh, let's go with the Royals. Okay, two for the dog, Noah. So I'm going to go with the under. One, because I do like Zach Grinke at home, and Pablo Lopez li- limits hard contact. This is a good Royals lineup that I think will be sneaky throughout the year, but Pablo Lopez on opening day, I think he's going to be able to hinder like any damage. So under nine is definitely valid here. So we had two for the dog and we've got two for the under because I'm with you, Noah. I think it's just too high. Uh, Two good um, defences as well. So yeah, no problem either of those um, on that side of the ball. And yeah, I just think it's a little bit too high. So I'm happy to take the under nine on that game. Next up, we're rattling through here. We've got some nice momentum going here, gents. Um, Stay at the same time, which is 4.10 Eastern. Uh, Dylan's New York Mets will take on the Miami Marlins. Um, The Mets with Max Scherzer pitching are minus 120. Uh, Miami are even money, plus 100 with Sandy Alcantara, yes, our young winner. Uh, The total here is set at six and a half. And we let Dylan tell us about his New York Mets. Yeah, taking another home puppy here. I actually made the Marlins a minus 105 favorite. So Sandy at home last year, incredible. I think the main reason why he won Cy Young. But I think this Mets team could come out slow and Sandy could shut them down. I worry about our bullpen even if we do have a lead. I think this lineup has some upside in it in the fish. And when Mount, when Sandy Alcantara is on the mound, they're always going to be in the game. You know, Luis Arias, Josh Chisholm, uh, Jorge Soler, Cooper, Segura. Lineup's not terrible, and I, I think the reason uh, I think there's a reason the Mets aren't as big of a favorite as most people would think. So I kind of fade my Mets here. Give me another home puppy. To, I'll get. I'll take the Marlins. Okay, um, Noah. Kudos to Dylan for going with the Marlins because everybody is on the Mets, and I love his handicap there with Sandy at home. Give me them as the small dog. Uh, I like the Marlins here. Pretty much everything that he said, honestly. Um, I was actually kind of waiting for Dylan to handicap this game before I made my pick because it was an absolute toss of a coin. So um, yeah, you, you've you've sold me, Dylan. Um, I'll buy I'll buy coffee off you any day. So uh, yeah, I'll take Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins at even money. Uh, Muna four for four. 
The only thing that makes me nervous about backing Sandy at home against the Mets is that he had two bad starts against this Mets team last year in Miami. Uh, one game, he went seven innings, allowed four earned runs, gave up two home runs. They lost that game. And then July 29th, uh, five innings, he gave up four earned runs in that game as well. So um, I would lean with the Mets here. Uh, I understand, again, if, if if the public is on Scherzer and the Mets here, they are going to be public or so. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to be a public bet all throughout the season just because, you know, how good of a team that they do have uh, with Verlander, Scherzer and that lineup. So I'm leaning with the Mets here. But again, I, I, you can talk me out of it and take the Marlins with uh, Alcantara at home. Okay. Uh, same time. Uh, 9 10 Eastern time is the bum fight of the day. Pittsburgh Pirates at the Cincinnati Reds. Pittsburgh are plus 120 with Mitch Keller pitching. Uh, Cincinnati are minus 140. And Hunter Green uh, goes for Cincinnati. Uh, Noah, they are your Pittsburgh Pirates. So tell us what's going to happen tomorrow. How about this opening day matchup, eh? Pirates. Beauty. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I think this matchup is. Pretty much a toss-up. Mitch Keller doesn't tend to get hit very hard with a career opponent exit velocity of only 87.9 miles an hour and hard hit percentage of only 37.3. And there aren't many talented lefties in this red squad as Joey Vado, Vado starts the year on the IL here. A great look in this game is Hunter Green's strikeouts. It's not currently out yet. We basically have strikeouts on everybody but two of the guys that I was looking at, McClanahan and Hunter Green. Um, the Pirates, they have plenty of swing and plenty potential of swing and miss in this lineup. And O'Neill Cruz, G-Man Choi, Jack Swinski, all of them striking out 29% or more um, in their careers. This leads me to the under, um, even a first five under, four and a half, minus 118, or a no runs first inning from me at minus 120 as my favorite picks in this game. Oh, first nerfy sighting of the season. Love it. Well done. Um, Dylan, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, actually, I'm on the Reds here. I made them a minus 150 favorite. I got them at minus 126. So I see 135s Whoa. out there. So shop around. But Hunter Green at home, you know, he's had success against the Buckos last season. Not too much higher. I would lay with the Reds. That worries me. But I agree with no. I like the under. I made my total 8.1. So if you're able to get eight and a half, so I do like that play as well. Excellent. Mudaf. Yeah, strikeouts is still the way I look. Um, Two games against the Pirates last year, 10 strikeouts and nine strikeouts. So once that number pops, go. anything under seven and a half, I would pound the over. Um, yeah, well, that was that was the pick I made as well. I didn't want to um, put too much endeavor into handicapping the Pirates at the Reds. But I did see Blake, our uh, Blake Meyer, our fantasy football guy from the Baseball Money is Fake podcast, tweeting out fantasy yesterday. Baseball. What did I say? Fantasy football. Fantasy football, okay. Uh, fantasy baseball, yeah. Baseball buddy is fake. That would be a terrible name for a fantasy football show, wouldn't it? Um, that Hunter Green might strike out 15 Pirates tomorrow, is what he tweeted. Um, and I think it was slightly tongue-in-cheek, uh, but I thought it was good enough for a little plug for that show. Uh, and it's certainly good enough. It's good enough for Blake. It's good enough for me. Uh, so I'll be taking Hunter Green strikeouts uh, tomorrow. The... Final game in this slate before we get on to the late ones. Um, again, nine ten Eastern time is the Toronto Blue Jays and the St. Louis Cardinals. This is a bit more like it. Toronto are um, favourites on the road here at minus one twenty. Alec Manoa takes the ball for the Blue Jays. St. Louis are even money plus one hundred with Miles Mikolas going. Total here is set at seven and a half. Moonaf, good game. Toronto at St. Louis. Yeah, Manoa. Um getting the opening day start as he should for this Blue Jays team last year. Absolutely phenomenal uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. He had a 16 and seven record 2.24 ERA 180 strikeouts. He was even better on the road last year, nine and three with a 2.07 uh, ERA last year in April four. No, with a 1.44 ERA. I think that he gets off the hot starts uh, as he has over the last two seasons. I think that's something that's going to continue here for Alec Manoa. Um, Miles Mikolas, uh, I think that for the the Cardinals, I mean, you can the pitching does worry me about them for them of this upcoming year. Hopefully, Jack Flaherty is able to bounce back. But I mean, take a look at what he did last year: twelve and thirteen uh, ERA was very respectable at three point two nine. Uh, was really good at home: six and three with a two point three eight ERA. But I think in this spot, 
I do like Alec Manoa and the Toronto Blue Jays to come in there and seal the victory, at least on opening day. Um, I think the, they are a favorite here of minus 120, if I'm not mistaken. They opened yeah. as the dog and it flipped over zero. Yeah. yeah. So the money did come in on the on the Blue Jays here. So I'm going to back the Blue Jays here. also do like the under in this game. Um, I, I think that, like I mentioned, Alec Manoa should be able to limit the bats um, for the uh, Cardinals, even though they do have a very good lineup. But uh, he's just been so dominant early in the season. I think that he, that hot start from Alec Manoa continues against the Cardinals here. So I'll go with the Blue Jays money line. Yeah, it was it was the under for me as well. I mean, enough. I had Mikolas um, is better at home and was great early last season. Hot start, like you said about Manoa. Manoa was better on the road and was uh, great early in the season last last year. So yeah, the first five under three and a half actually uh, was the pick I got to, but the full game under is appealing to um, Colby in the chat likes the under seven and a half on this cards Jays team as well. Uh, Noah. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys on the unders here. I think we got uh, Manoa going up against a good lineup that I think a lot of people like, but I think he's going to limit them early on here in the first game of the season. So I'll take the under. And Dylan, round us off. Yeah, great series. I agree to start the season for both clubs. I made the Blue Jays a minus 115 favorite. I grabbed them early at minus 105. Your Munoff's right money has come in on them, so we are on the right side. But I would cautious playing them any further. You know, on the road against a good lineup, Miles Miklas does have a win against the Blue Jays in St. Louis. Should be a good game. Uh, weather, beautiful. I don't know about the under. I made my line 7.9, so a little higher, but should be in the mid-60s tomorrow. Should be a nice day. Um, Abdi in the chat wants the um, Alec Manoa strikeout. St. Louis, um, he's pointing out with the, the high I, strikeout rate last year. Yes, Noah? I, look, I looked at it, and it's it's okay. Um, a lot of the strikeout percentages from the Cardinals lineups, like not what you like to see when you're taking a strikeout against the lineup, but opening day, I, I think that Manoa should limit them. I don't know if it comes in strikeouts, but uh, it's, not a, it's not the worst look in the world for strikeouts tomorrow. Um, okay, so we have four late night games. I will probably be tucked up in bed uh, by the time these go off. The first one is a. I have to help me out with the time here. Oh, this is a seven oh eight. Is England time also called Eastern Time Zone? Because you've been saying all these times East Time Zone, and it's like five hours. No, it's um, GMT <laughs> over here. Where the where the original where the original of everything? Just do you remember that? Um, whatever you, whatever you've. Whatever you've got, we invented. Uh, GMT, Greenwich Mean Time. I, I is love what it, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Fools. Um, eight minutes past seven, I reckon, this starts. Um, it's the Chicago White Sox at the Houston Astros. Uh, the White Sox are plus 140 uh, with Dylan Cease going. There was, uh, they were plus 130 when I looked at this earlier on, so a little bit of drift for the White Sox uh, against the Astros who have Framba Valdez going and are minus 150. The total here is set at seven. Noah, White Sox at Houston. You wanted so Houston, I, you got Houston. I love it. I love it. Um, I mentioned how I kind of ranked the opening day starting pitching matchups. In my opinion, there's six outstanding appointment television starting pitching matchups on opening day, and this one ranked number two for me. Dylan Cease against Framber Valdez. Both these guys were outstanding a year ago. Chicago loses Jose Abreu, but they still have quite a few LHP killers in Tim Henderson, hashtag stick talk. Lou Bob, Eloy, Mancada, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, and Elvis Andrews. Valdez is good at dodging barrels and getting ground balls, but he gives up hard contact. And at a price like this, with Dylan Cease chucking and a fresh bullpen that I think is one of the better in the MLB, it's going uh, against an Astros team that we love for the long term, but they're currently without Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley. The White Sox are a sizable dog on opening day. It's very intriguing. This one... Um, the podcast isn't over yet, but this one might be my dog of the day. Okay, I love that. Uh, Moonaf, he's, he's fading your hometown Houston Astros. What do you think? Uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll say this that, um, Dylan Cease in his career against the Astros 0 and 3 with a 6.30 ERA in four appearances last season. Uh, he had one start against the Astros, which was in Chicago. Um, Five innings, he gave up three earned runs, three walks. They ended up losing that game. Astros, 
have won 10 straight opening day games um, over the last 10 seasons, obviously. So I'm going to go with the Astros here. It's going to be Banner Day in Houston. I think they'll use that momentum. Um, and I'm going to fade Cesar, who just hasn't had success against the Astros. So uh, I'm going to go with the Astros money line. Okay. Uh, Dylan, are you um, team Dylan? Are you taking another Dylan? Uh, no, I'm going to leave with the no. Astros here at home. Uh, I made them a minus 165 favorite. So another one, if you, if it's too high, add them in one of your parlays. But uh, Valdez, he's had great uh, success last season against the South side. Uh, I'm high on Dylan Cease this year. I think he is good, but I just don't think they have the firepower in their lineup to compete with the Astros, who we've known they're great at home. Even without Jose Altuve, this lineup, it's hard to find any holes. They're very dangerous. Even at first five minus a half, it's plus money. So if you want to take a shot that way, I like that play too. Okay. Um, I'm taking the dog here. I was quite concerned. I got this far through the card and I hadn't taken many hadn't taken many underdogs, but then th- there's a couple um, jumped off the page at me later in the card, and this was one of them. Um, and I've got a little handicap here of Framba Valdez, which we mentioned in the divisional preview. And that is that they spent all last year getting Framba Valdez to slow down um, and be in control of everything he was doing. And he spent all year learning it and doing really well at it. And now they hit him with a pitch clock and it's all change. Uh, so I think we might just see a little um, a little fluster out of Valdez tomorrow. So I, I don't know if you can find a, a prop on Valdez out. Because I think if you can get somewhere near under 15, I think that's reasonable. Um, but the grand upshot of all that is I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox. Um, I like Dylan Cease. Um, and plus 130 uh, for several of the reasons that I gave, I think is perfectly valid. 40, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah I've, got, yeah, I've got it written down at plus 130. Um, yeah, and we've got, an extra, we've got an extra 10 points there. So, yeah, plus 140 um, for the White Sox for me. Uh, next up, oh, we're going even later now. This is... 7 10 07 Eastern Time. The uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, it is the LA Angels against the Oakland Athletics. Shohei Otani will pitch for the Angels, who are minus 222. Kyle Muller will pitch for the Athletics, who are plus 180. The toll is set at seven. Moon Aft, is this going to be the first winner of the season for my LA Angels? Uh... I th- this is going to be like the public favorite slash the money line parlay. Like everybody's going to put into their parlays. And I, I understand that Otani has, I mean, he looked, he had a great WBC. There's no question about that. He was really, he's been really good against the Oakland A's as well. Um, you take a look, I'm trying to find his, his 93% um, of against the, the A's here. Yeah. So he, yeah, and that's the number one thing that makes me nervous here with Otani on the mound. Um, I'll just be contrarian here. I mean, I really didn't dig too much into this matchup just because, again, you see Otani on the mound, you automatically want to bet the Angels. I mean, I, I can't blame you for doing that. He is, I believe, 2-3 and three in his career against the Oakland A's uh, with a 3.72 ERA. Um, he's had success in Oakland, but I think for me, I'm just going to simply fade the public because again, all the money and all the bets are going to be on Otani. So it, it's just, a, it's just a fade for me, Mal. I mean, I, I, I don't want to expand too much on it. I'm I'll, I'll go with the A's, whether if you want to take the plus one and a half or the um, money line straight up for the A's here, it's, it's not a, it's a ugly dog. It's, it's a fugly dog. Like Gensen is saying, uh, but it's just a fade of the public for me here. Okay, so Moonaf's gone. Moonaf's gone contrary. Dylan, how are you feeling? There you go. Yeah, I'll jump on the train with Moonaf. I'll take a shot with another home puppy. I, I only made the Angels a minus 180 favorite. I feel like this number is way too big, even with Shohei on the mound. And I feel like the market isn't high on uh, Mueller as well. They did He did struggle last season, but he was solid in AAA last season and in 2021. So you rather face this offense as a lefty that, rather than a righty. Uh, strictly playing the number here uh, at plus 194, I was able to get the A's. Even at plus one and a half at plus 110, I think that's a good uh, number as well. I'm going to fade Shohei opening day. Okay, play the number then um, for Dylan Noah. 
there ain't no way I'm actually putting money on Oakland against Shohei on opening day, but that's where I kind of land in here. Um, the strikeout prop for Shohei is seven and a half, and it looks enticing. Um, both Ramon Laureano and Seth Brown strike out quite a bit. And this lineup is pretty inexperienced in facing Shohei. Uh, we mentioned that Shohei does pretty well against the Athletics. Well, this is like a completely new but still really bad Athletics lineup. So um, it's enticing, but I think that number's set high, um, maybe too high. I'm not going to actually play it, but I wouldn't argue with somebody that will. Um, I have that one projected around 7.8, and it's currently at 7.5. Okay, uh, I'm not going to win any prizes here for originality. Um, the Angels on the run line. Um, I think we'll talk about this um, the day after tomorrow and just wonder what you three were all thinking, frankly. Um, so the penultimate game, Noah, is the, the same time. It is 10 minutes past 10 Eastern time. I'm at the Arizona Diamondbacks, your World Series winners, will travel to the LA Dodgers. The D-backs are plus 160. Um, on the money line with Zach Gallen pitching. The Dodgers are, are minus 172 with Julio Arias. Totals at seven and a half. Noah, Diamondbacks at the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, we're all pretty high on these Diamondbacks this year and their ace, Zach Gallen. Um, but I also don't expect Julio Arias to struggle in his senior, season debut either. I've don't have much on this lame take of just advising the under and the D-backs money line because the Dodgers are just a little bit too pricey, in my opinion, on the money line in the game that I feel is pretty 50-50. Also, the first five unders, under three and a half, that's not a bad look either. Okay. Um, where should we go? Moon after, did you, did you pick these Diamondbacks? Yeah, I think for a pure value play, uh, you want to look at Zach Gallen uh, against the Dodgers. I mean, I know Julio Urias. He's six and zero with a one point four zero ERA, forty two strikeouts, and eight appearances against the Diamondbacks since twenty twenty. But again, um, we talk about how lineups change, and I think this is a different lineup for the Diamondbacks as well. Um, and again, for Zach Gallen last year, he had plenty of success against the uh, Dodgers, where they did have that you know video game lineup. Um, last season um trying to pull up the exact numbers how we did uh against the dodgers so last year in two appearances he went 14 innings allowed a total of four hits and uh in those two starts two hits each he only allowed one earned run and then he had a game where he had five strikeouts and then 13 strikeouts against his dodgers team so um, for me, I, I agree about the first five innings under three and a half. You want to look at Zach Gallen uh, over on his strikeouts. But I did play the full game under seven and a half in this game. I think this could be like a three, two, three, one type of win for the uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks here. Gallen strikeouts oh. four and a half. Uh, Dylan, left over. Yeah, Dodgers are another team you might want to add in your parlay. I made them a minus 190 favorite. Uh, I agree, seven and a half under, two good pitchers that they both faced each other twice. Both games went under. I don't think they reached over five runs. So I think we see another pitching duel here. Uh, lean Dodgers, but I like the under a little more. I set my total at 7.1. Okay. Um, I think you'll be aware. I've painted myself into a corner with a diamond back, so I had to take them here. Um, the total is low, which... Also means it's going to be a live dog. The word I've got written down here is ambush. The D-backs are going to ambush them tomorrow. Um, and at plus 160, I will happily get in the queue and pick my money up. Uh, final game is a 10-10 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Seattle Mariners. Shane Bieber goes for the Guardians, who are even money plus 100. Um, Lewis Castillo for the Mariners, minus 120. Totals low, six and a half. Dylan, Cleveland to Seattle, another good game. Yeah, I think this is one of the best games as well. Going to be a long one for me. I hate betting against these teams, too. You know, they made me a lot of money last season, but I did make the Mariners a minus 135 favorite. So at minus 115, I love taking the Mariners at home, especially with Castillo on the mound. He was fantastic in Seattle and gave up one run in 12 innings against the Guardians in his last two starts. I think when he's on, we could see a very low-scoring game. Uh, Bieber is no slouch either. He was even better on the road than at home last season. I made my total 6.6, so it's right at the number. 
I trust the Mariners' bats and their star power a little more in their lineup than the Guardians. I, I don't know if we see a, uh, if we see the Mariners this short of a favorite at home with Castillo on the mound. So at this short number, I got to jump on the Mariners here. I'm 100% agree with you. I've got the exact same handicap. It was impossible to pick a hole in either pitcher. So I just took the slightly better offense, uh, just like you've said. So Seattle on the money line, minus 120 for me, uh, Noah. So this is one of my favorite plays of the day. Shane Beaver's over five and a half strikeouts. There is a lot of swing and miss potential. And at the top of this Mariners order is Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez, Eugenio Suarez, Cal Rally, and Jared Kalenic all have career strikeout percentages over 29%. And, uh, 29%. J-Rod's the only exception with a 26%, which is still really high. Um, and that's how I've been handicapping these strikeouts early on this season because there's not really much data in 2023 um so yeah i think beebs gets off on the right foot this season uh over five and a half strikeouts uh moon off with the 60th pick of the show what have you got love that love that shane bieber strikeouts what he just mentioned uh did there noah um yeah, I think you got to go with the Mariners here as well. I know Shane Bieber has struggled a little bit against the Mariners in his career, especially since the, I believe the 2021 season. This could be a game where it, it will probably come down to the bullpens. Um, I can see the Mariners streak uh, sneaking out a 4-2, 3-2 type of victory, getting a low-scoring game. Um, still some sevens out there uh, as far as the total goes. Uh, so if you do like the under in this game, again, definitely shop around because I do like the under. And I 100% agree with Noah about the the strikeouts for Shane Bieber here uh, in this game. Uh, in the last star against the Mariners career, Bieber, um, he is 0-2 with a 4.67 ERA, but... In those three games, seven strikeouts, eight strikeouts, and nine strikeouts against the Mariners. So um, under and then uh, Baber over strikeouts. Okay. Um, well, well done, boys. We have uh, we have successfully um, handicapped 15 MLB games. Now, all we've got left to do here is make our lock and dog picks. Um, I don't want to put the pressure on gents, but um, we went eight for eight on opening day last year. We hit four locks. We hit four dogs. Um, so I will warn you not to fuck it up. Uh, Moon, if you can lead us off. <laughs> uh, all right. For my lock, I'm going to go Braves team total uh, for the first five innings over two and a half. That's around even money. I'm sure that's going to start moving to a minus favorite. But you know, I laid out the numbers last year. This Braves team just dominated uh, Patrick Corbin. 0-3 was Patrick Corbin with a 9.46 ERA in the three starts. In those three starts, they scored 11 runs, four runs, and six runs within those first five innings. I think they'll get to them early. I think they get to them often. Uh, I love this as my lock for the Atlanta Braves team total over two and a half in the first five innings. And for my dog, uh, I'm going to go with Cubs' first five-inning money line. I like what I've seen from Marcus Stroman in the WBC. He had a strong outing in the um, spring training, 10 innings that he did pitch. Burns, like I mentioned, what trailed in all three, or sorry, uh, in Strowman's three starts against the uh, Brewers last year. The Cubs were leading after the first five innings. And like I mentioned last year, Corbin Burns did start in Chicago against his Cubs team, where he did give up three runs within those first five innings. And the Cubs were leading after the three innings. So uh, at plus 115, as my dog for a Cubs first five innings money line. Okay, D Rock hit me. All right. Uh, my lock we'll start with. Uh, it was the last play I just gave. Mariners money line. I just think they're the better team. I think Castillo. I, I I like the Shane Bieber prop. I think he could get over the five and a half, but I just like the lineup more for the Mariners at home. So this short price, I'm going to take the Mariners as my lock. And my dog, I really wanted to take the Marlins, but I'm going to take the Royals. Uh, I think Zach Granke at home. I think he could really limit the Roy uh, the Twins. So I'm not high on Lopez, and I'm just going to fade them on the road i'm gonna take the royals at home as a home puppy okay two money lines for dylan noah yeah so my lock i'm gonna take shane bieber over five and a half strikeouts minus 125 like munoff said he hit that three times last year against seattle there's a lot of swing and miss potential at the top of this order and j rod t oscar eugenio cal Raleigh, and jared kalenic 
And for my dog, I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox plus 140 against the Houston Astros. I feel like this is a 50-50 game with uh, Dylan Cease on the mound. And the White Sox in the past seasons have been left-handed pitching killers. The only guy they really lost was Jose Abreu. But the rest of these guys in this lineup, and Tim Anderson, Lou Bob, Eloy, Makata, Andrew Vaughn, and Yasmani Grandal all hit really well against lefties. So I think they're very live here. Okay. Um I'm going to go to the Atlanta Braves uh, Washington game. A bit like Moon after, but I'll, it's a similar bit. But I've got two ways of winning this. I'm going to take the over four in the first five innings because um, I do think Washington could contribute. If they don't, Atlanta could do this by themselves. Um, like I say, Moon after, like the, likes the team total. So, yeah, um, similar bet, but just a different way um, of, of dressing it up. For my dog, I had two. I had the Chicago White Sox and I had the D-backs. Um, Noah has just given out the White Sox. So in the um, in the spirit of trying to go eight for eight, I can't make the same pick, can I? Because um, we've only got seven picks, we can't go eight for eight. So give me uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's a low total, therefore it's going to be a close game. And Arizona is just live behind Zach Gallen. Uh, it's opening day, anything can happen. Uh, the first one of 96 wins incoming for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I remember and I think, last year, you might yes. have run out the Diamondbacks. And they hit a walk-off three-run bomb by Seth Beer. A few old guts. I've no idea, mate. I can't remember what happened yesterday. I think somebody gave up D-backs on the money line against the Padres, and he had a walk-off three-home run, three-run home run on opening. Oh well, there you go. So we've got previews as well. We've got um, we've got we've got history on our side, um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, has got us to the end of this episode. It was very busy, um, but I think we've done really well. Um, Moon off. Any final words? Oh, just make sure to subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel here if you're watching live or if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, do us a favor. Just go ahead and uh, subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on the Twitter account. And then if you haven't subscribed to Spotify, Apple, wherever you do listen to your pods, make sure to do that. And uh, just do us a favor. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, truly appreciate it. And again, we'll be here five to six days throughout the week, like Malcolm mentioned. So come along for the ride. Uh, Dylan, sign off for us. Yeah, uh, just echo every, uh, everything Munaf said. Uh, should be a good season. And just want to give shout-out to Eric Roskin for the uh, article preview. I thought it was really good, uh, even though it was mostly about you, Malcolm. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you very much. Uh, it wasn't, though. You guys, all shooks, etc. cetera. Uh, Noah? Like Munaf mentioned, subscribe to YouTube. And then also on my TikTok, 77NB, because I'll be making these one-minute short clips on YouTube shorts for this account. Um, where my sweet spot really is uh, last year, at least, was strikeouts. I'm going to add some walks and stolen bases in there and uh, have, like, short videos every day. But unfortunately, like, those lines don't come out the day before when we record those podcasts. So I think that's a perfect thing to do with those small props. So just keep your heads up. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that just leaves me to, to say that I hope everyone enjoys opening day. Good luck with all your bets. Um Enjoy the baseball. Try and get in the DFS contest if it's $3. A little bit of fun as well. But thank you, Munaf. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Noah. Buzzing for this season to kick off. It's been a long time coming. Um, But yeah, really looking forward to the ride. Um, Enjoy tomorrow. Until uh, We'll be back same time tomorrow night. uh, But until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.